0: Building engagement and creating connection is all the rage online, but might there be a simpler way to go about it? I'm thinking so, and I'm diving right into the conversation today on Business Mindset Mastery. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can find out about me over at choosetohaveitall.com, and today's conversation started out in the most wackadoo way. Um, I was playing frisbee with my husband, and that game of frisbee be led to a podcast episode that you're about to listen to right now. So let me tell you how it went down and <laughs> probably get some insight into how my brain works and how I think and talk about these things. So um, it was just a sunshiny day in California. I don't need to go too much deeper into that and uh, piss people off who are still surrounded by the land of winter in their neck of the woods. Um, But we were hanging out in the backyard uh, playing frisbee and, um, in the course of that game, we were probably out there for, um, an hour or so, I don't even think we were out there too much, um, I was just waving to different people who I saw and, uh, calling out names and saying, hi, so-and-so, hi, so-and-so, and a couple of people came up and I introduced them to my husband and, uh, you know, asked about their kids or told them a silly story that I saw about one of the kids outside my yard or, you know, different things like that, kind of little, um, neighborhood chit-chat, um, that has sort of, I guess, found me now that I'm a member of this apartment community. So we're, you know, tossing the frisbee back and forth. And as we're like kind of walking back to the apartment, my husband says to me, he's like, how is it that we've been here like less than two months and you know all these names and you know all these people and you've attached the kid to the right parent and this, that, and the other thing. He's like, he's like, you're just ridiculous. And he kind of like laughs and makes fun of me. And we're heading into the apartment. And I said, while well, I said, it starts with eye contact. Um, I just make eye contact with people and say hi. Um, and then I tell them, we just moved in. And the conversation goes from there. And he's like, you just do that so easily. He's like, I could be out in that yard. I could be in that neighborhood. And he's like, I wouldn't know any of those names. I wouldn't know any of those kids. And I probably wouldn't be able to tell any of them apart from one another anyway. And as I was thinking about it, I was realizing how easy that really did come to me that it was kind of a natural way of moving through the world. Um, we're temporarily living in this apartment community. And um, our home's under a remodel, so we'll probably be here for another six more months. And I remember just kind of thinking to myself, like, we're not really fans of apartment living. It's, you know, we miss our house, and we miss our neighborhood, and we really miss our next-door neighbor who is making us homemade salsa on the regular. Um, And it seemed to me an easy way to make time go by faster would be to connect and get to know the neighbors. And it just was natural. So as I go and check the mail or as I'm walking to and from my car, and sometimes I sit outside and do um, work at one of the tables, I just talk to people. And I was realizing that he was right. I did make a lot of good, genuine connections with people in a relatively short amount of time. And it reminded me of what everybody kind of at this point is now making fun of me for. i have been getting a lot of emails about this that I, I don't even remember saying it. But apparently on a recent podcast, I said to you something about Pat Flynn syndrome and how, um, you know, I went to the online business school at Pat Flynn when I first entered the space. And, you know, he was telling people, you just have to build that no like and trust factor, give away your best stuff for free and people will just buy from you. And I, you know, ended up deciding for myself that, no, like, that's the start of it. But you also have to open the door, tell people this is who I am, what I do and ask for the sale, that it's not just that you're going to to create all of this killer content and people are just going to be clamoring for every single thing you do so that when you drop an offer in front of them, they're going to be clamoring to buy. Because most often, if you follow that approach strictly, you've trained your audience to just accept free shit from you all the time and to not actually buy. So I was thinking about that commentary and in sort of in contrast to how easily I made these connections in my offline space and in my new and in my new environment here. And I was realizing how the things that I did, um, I don't. I wish I could tell you some of them were deliberate and planned and intentional. They weren't, really. I just was intentional about wanting to create some connection. I didn't want to sort of stay on the outside. I didn't want to live temporarily, even though we are, in fact, you know, we know that this place has an end date. We know we are living here temporarily. I just, I wanted to make some meaningful connections, so I've gotten to know the neighbors. And yes, it's come easy to me. And when I was breaking, it down for myself, I was realizing that the online space really complicates this. I think we we start talking in funnels and we start talking in lead magnets and we start talking about like using live video because live video has the most engagement and you need to create content that your audience is going to clamor for. And somewhere in all of that supposed relationship marketing that allows you to build engagement with your audience We've lost the core of what it means to make a connection, to sincerely connect with somebody on an issue, on a topic, on a thought, on a pain point. We're just randomly putting out all of this content, all of these ideas, all of these, you heard me talk about it yesterday, all of these inspirational things, and we're just hoping people randomly connect with us. When I think sometimes instead of sitting and spinning and wondering, we have a concrete list of things we can do and apply if we just apply some common sense to the situation and we live online in the same way we live offline. And so when I broke it down, I actually came up with like six or seven things of ways that I made these connections in my offline community excuse me, in my offline community in less time. And the first thing that comes to me is I started with curiosity. I think so often we talk about building connection and engagement, and it's almost like we have to arrive to the room, to a party, and suddenly in the first 30 seconds, we're gonna have to give our elevator pitch. When in actuality, we probably could just enter the room without any grandstanding, without stopping the party. We can see somebody and start an interaction from there. And so the first thing I want you guys to think about if you are getting stuck in your connecting online, if you are getting stuck in the way you move through the world in your networking, because this can exist offline too in your networking relationships for those of you listening to the show who own brick and mortars. I know that sometimes you guys get left out of the conversation sometimes, but how do you genuinely make connection? And you can take the backdoor entry. You can slide in. You can see who's already arrived to the party. You can sort of decide for yourself who you would be interesting in connecting with. You can grab the first person who makes eye contact with you. You can say hi, and you can be curious. And you can say, hey, how long have you been here? Or what interests you about this? Or what brought you to this? Or you can start to just be curious and what ends up happening in the online space is that is always met with suspicion right because on some level everybody knows that part of relationship marketing is establishing the relationship so if i say hey it's you know nice to bump into you um thanks for commenting on my photo or thanks for doing this or wow, I saw what you said to so-and-so, they're immediately on guard and they're immediately suspicious of you because they assume the pitch is coming. They assume that you're going to be quickly following up with, hey, you might want to join my Facebook group or hey, did you know that I wrote this ebook, or hey, did you know that I might be able to help you? So, you know, one of the things that's really important to think about is that your relationship is a long game strategy. You know, if I started talking to my husband on day one about marriage, like I'm not getting a second date. Like that takes time to establish that level of commitment. And I think we need to move through our online interactions and our networking interactions with that same eye. So how long have you been trying this? What, you know, what's the thing that you like to, to do? And really be genuinely curious. And, you know, so much of this people say, be genuine and be authentic. And then people are like, well, what does that mean? And I say to them, don't play the freaking game. If you don't actually want to know the answer to a question you're about to ask somebody, don't freaking ask it just because you're relationship marketing, just because you're trying to establish a connection. Think about the question you actually want to know. So one of the things that, for example, I joke about here in the apartment community is we have a multi-room apartment. Um, but it still only comes with one parking spot. Um, and I most often, because my husband needs the handicap accessible spot, I'm the one who's always parking spot hunting. And sometimes there's an extra spot in the lot, but more often than not, I'm parking in the neighborhood. So when I meet people for the first time and I say, hey, I just moved in last month, the first thing I say is, so what's your tip for parking? What's your little hack in the neighborhood for finding room for an extra car? Or where do your guests park? And I just kind of skip to something that's specific about this community or you know I remember like the other thing I was doing is I had a devil of a time figuring out the dryer system in the laundry that was on site because it only allows you to pay for six minutes at a time and then you have to give it more money you can't just pay for like 36 minutes of dry time at a time I think it's the whole like oh so California energy saving thing that um, can kind of get a bit much sometimes so I would say to people any tips for the dryer or you know in conversation i end up saying how i don't even do my laundry on site anymore i just go back to my old laundromat because it's easy it's a system that i understand and i go about my day but it's not like how long have you lived here how many kids do you have like some of the you know automatic um first uh uh, questions that people might ask because I'm not always interested in that. What I'm interested in is how have you made living in this apartment more livable for yourself? And in doing that, I've then seen connections. Or when I see kids playing in the yard and something happening and another adult having a reaction, I make eye contact and exchange commentary over that. And I think sometimes we get so strategic and we use that word strategy when we're doing online, as if everything has to have a point, when in actuality, we just have to show up, be curious about the things we really want to know about, and the darndest things happen through those stories, through those anecdotes. you become more curious about other things, and you start to establish that genuine relationship, and you want to, you know, like, you just want to be genuine about it. So if you're somebody who doesn't actually like to know a lot about people, don't be digging into their business. Don't ask questions that you don't want to deal with the answer about. Find the things that you genuinely want to know. Be curious, ask those questions and get to know people. And now the next thing, and people will tell you this about me, that if you were to meet me in real life, the one thing you will notice is that I am really annoying when it comes to eye contact. I'm an introvert but I'm an introvert who really needs and desires eye contact so I will make eye contact with you and I shake a hand like my father taught me to shake a hand to shake a hand like you mean it um and I also hug (laughs) some people have told me that I like give really super fierce hugs um I don't do that on the first meeting unless like it's That kind of thing. Usually it starts with a firm handshake. But I create that genuine connection that's consistent with how I move through the world. So... In the in my offline space, that eye contact is really telling somebody, hey, I see you. I usually follow that eye contact with a smile, an acknowledgement, a recognition, a hi, hope you're having a nice day kind of thing, a chit chat, right? I want you and I'm challenging you to think about what does virtual eye contact look like? What does it really mean? And how can we transfer that skill online? So one of the things that I try to do, if I'm thinking about this in the online space, is instead of like the like button or the thumbs up emoji or any emoji of other, any kind, can I take 10 seconds to create you know, a quick conversation of, oh, loved what you had to say there. Or actually, I literally laughed out loud with that one. Thank you. Or an actual commentary rather than what I think has become obligatory. Like you, I said something, you acknowledged it. I'm going to click the like button, but I'm not actually engaging with you. So one of the things that I would pay attention to is what what is your virtual eye contact? What is your virtual handshake? And are you doing it in your interactions because I think we really can simplify this, and and like keep it simple, stupid style. Like just make it basic to say hi, I'm here, I see you, nice to meet you. And if you're ver- if you're genuine about it, I think the connection starts to naturally happen from there. But I think too often people overthink it, and that strategy word is really I think where people trip up is they think they need to start with this and then they need to do that then they need to follow this and what I really encourage people to do is to decide what your strategy is going to be to know it so well that you actually know the intent behind the steps what do I need to accomplish here I need this person to know my name I need this person to share with me their pain point I need to share with this person that I help with that pain point, whatever the intention is, and. At- each step of the strategy. If you know what the step is supposed to accomplish, if you know where in the relationship you're trying to bring someone, you can think about how would you do that in a normal relationship? Because you wouldn't meet a neighbor and be like, here's my card. You would say, Hey, this is what I do, hey, da da da. da, da. Oh, I happen to hear or I noticed that, or do you? And it would happen in a more regular, organic kind of way. And that's what I'm trying to help you do. Simplify this and create something that feels a little more natural and feels a little more organic. And the next thing I want you to think about is the thing that I've talked about on this show before, and I i know when listener questions have come in, I've challenged people to think about this. So this isn't a foreign concept, but we hear all the time when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And that's the idea that you want to respond to disrespect, you want to respond to people crossing your boundaries, you want to, you know, like not accept things you don't deserve. And if somebody's lying to you or not being honest or this, that, or the other thing, they're going to show you who they are, and you are going to believe them the first time, right? That's where the basis of that quote comes from. Where I really challenge people to do is to move through the world in such a way that when you show people who, they, who you are, they believe you so don't be doing strategy that you don't have buy-in into don't show up in social media places at parties where it's not really your vibe and not really your tribe show up as you are make sure that the version of you you are putting out to the world the level of conversation you are offering the level of connection you are inviting is genuine to you and consistent with who you are that you are showing people in such a way who you are, so they believe you. You're not showing up like you think you need to, like you ought to. You're if you're not a makeup wearer, you don't. You're not putting on a face of makeup before you get on live video. If you're, you know, you want to be yourself, which is such a cliche and an overstated conversation in the online space, but it's really so critical in terms of building genuine, important, connected relationships. And the next thing I want you to think about is the show don't tell mentality, right? Like so often we just tell people what we do and we miss out on opportunities of showing them. So if we can be helpful that makes us memorable. But if we can perceive opportunities to be memorable, that's the bonus. So one of the things that, you know, is is important to think about are what are the things in your skill set, your business, the the products and services you're selling that can be applied and translated into these um into these online conversations and these online relationships? Because I think so often we keep what we do separate from that engagement, but if there's a skill set that we can access. So for example, I'm really kind of fortunate because is my my business and communication and understanding people and helping them solve their problems means that I can easily apply insight to anything that people drop in front of me and show them my two cents. But I do think that there's a way to convey ge- general knowledge and help and to genuinely be helpful and to be of service, even if it's not like what you do. So for example... Somebody was looking for like a resource or a quote or something, and it wasn't anything that I had any kind of expertise in, but I knew somebody who had expertise. So I, you know, I set them up with something and I said, Hey, like you were just looking for this. This is the person you need to connect to. And perceiving those opportunities to be helpful, to be of service, so that you can be memorable. Because in the offline space, that's what being a good neighbor is, right? Is being aware of needs, being mindful. Being attentive, and you can apply that to your Um, into your online space. In some ways, like as I'm saying that, I actually think I might change the title of my show and be like, how to be a good online neighbor, right? Because that's what we're talking about, right? A la Fred Rogers. So I want you to start thinking about those things for yourself. And then what I want you to do is perceive the opportunities to do it more. Um, We talk so often about staying in our own lane and just doing us and staying focused and not... uh, you. You know engaging in comparisonitis but sometimes we have to lift our hat ups our head ups. We have to lift up our head. <laughs> That's so dumb. I said that so backwards twice. You know what I'm talking about. We have to lift our head up and perceive opportunities to um to be helpful, to make a connection, to offer value. And I think so often sometimes, and again, in that overthinking strategy is if it doesn't fit in the box, if it's not on a checklist, we don't always do it because we're telling ourselves we have to stay in our own lanes. What I really would like you to do is move through the world with awareness that you are always trying to perceive opportunities to connect so that it really can be genuine because otherwise then it's not genuine. You're playing the game. You're, you're showing up just to get more likes and shares or more followers or more people on your email list. But if you're actually perceiving opportunities to connect, to offer genuine commentary and not novellas, not mini essays, but just a quick sentence, a quick acknowledgement, that quick virtual eye contact. If you start moving through the world with that kind of awareness, you will start to increase your network tenfold. And it's simple, my friends. We really do overcomplicate it in ways that are completely unnecessary. And the last thing I want you just to kind of bring this thought home because I only mentioned it as an aside earlier. But we want to think about the relationship marketing as a longer game. You know, uh, Coca-Cola is going to put its can of Coke in front of me, and they might be hoping that I buy right away. Maybe it's going to take me five Super Bowl ads to, or five ads in football season to really buy a can of Coke, but they're going to be okay with it if I see an ad and buy right away. If we're doing that for service providers, sometimes I think we're in the risky business. That sometimes we have to pay attention to the fact that relationship marketing is a long game. It takes, as consumers, it takes us a while to build that no like, and trust factor. So as consu- like people who are consuming our content, it's the same thing. And I think sometimes people dance away and they they hop almost like from, um, you know, topic to topic sometimes or from... Uh, strategy to strategy, because they're not getting immediate results, and they're not getting an immediate response. But in actuality, it's so helpful to remind yourself um, that it's a long game. And I'm just going to give you this funny example. Um, And I'll keep you, if I remember to, I'll try to keep you posted. So one of the things that I love about my California life is I have this really sweet, kind of what's becoming a tradition or a ritual for me on Sunday morning, Sunday is always grocery shopping day. And so I've kind of since, ever since I've been here, um, my grocery store is in the same plaza as a Starbucks. And so I've gotten into the habit on Sunday mornings of um, getting up super early, going to Starbucks, um, making my list, doing my menu planning, and then going to the market and doing my shopping. And the goal is always to be done the chores by 10 a.m. That I'm back in the apartment, unpacking the groceries and, you know, back to Sunday fun day by 10 a.m. on Sundays and I've been doing this now for over a year and there's a little crew of us regulars on Sunday morning. There's this sweet elderly couple that do crossword puzzles together. There's this college kid who's always doing his homework. Like there's a little cluster and um, there's usually the regular baristas and they know my name and I know their name. And then there's this one soul guy who's a tall, lean guy with a baseball cap. Um, and no matter how many times I've tried to to make eye contact or wave because I've made connections with all these other people because we're all there on this every Sunday morning at the same time. He is in his same place with his newspaper and his coffee, never looking up. And I, I've been joking with my husband like, oh, I'm going to crack him. I'm going to break him. He's not going to be immune to me. But it's so important, um you know that I'm you know the example I'm giving you here is that like relationship building is the long game, and I am convinced that I am not his vibe, and I am not his tribe like that like he couldn't have ignored my attempts at eye contact or wave or good morning or fancy seeing you here again more times than he tried, so I am obviously like if I'm common sense about this, I'm just going to let the dude read his paper, right. Um, But there is this part of me that thinks I'm going to break him at some point and I'm going to get a good morning back and I'm going to get a smile and an acknowledgement that we're in the same Starbucks every Sunday at the same time together. But it's the idea of recognizing that once it's the long game, once you have a couple of touchstone points of contact, you will know whether or not you vibe with someone. And if you don't move on, don't wait to see if they also vibe with you because your vibe is your tribe, right? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and recognize too that sometimes relationships are a long game. Will I crack this guy and will I get that smile? Maybe, or maybe he's not my vibe, but sometimes it just takes a while. So don't abandon ship too soon. Don't just say this isn't working or screw this. I'm not trying. I'm going to try something else instead. Really show up for yourself, show up, um, as yourself, be true, be attentive, be consistent. And if you're genuine about it, you're only connecting in ways that you're inspired to actually connect on, about things that you actually care about. And before you know it, you will have all of these people that you have sort of created connections with, networking and touchstones that will then get to know more about you, know more about your business and connect with you in a more genuine way that's how I think we can do it simply, my friends. I want you to think about this. This kind, this episode kind kind of came off the cuff a little bit, um, just from a random game of Frisbee. So think about the, the points I made here. Think about how they might apply to you. Let me know what you think. If you strongly agree, strongly disagree, um, or if you're stuck in your own neck of the woods on how to manage this, let me know, right? Um, send an email over to heather at choose to have it all dot com and let's keep the conversation going. Thank you so much for considering my thoughts and ideas today, and I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.